Right. Tweet Talk. Black Wolf Podcast with Raphael and Charles. It's lit. We are in here and we are the source. Yep. Yep, so how's how's your week, man? What's going on in the Capital world? Yeah, so just officially getting this. Um, we had a few minor repairs we had to do on the barbershop, so getting that taken care of, wrapping up a rehab on one property, getting that through inspection. Uh, should be starting on Tracy and then also closing on that triplex so we can stop talking about it. It's so funny, I always tell people, like, we have these deals on a pedestal now when we need to just, like, push past it because, I mean, the goals are a lot bigger than the than the, what we have there. But so many things are opening up to us. I was talking to a lender today, talking about doing a cash-out refile on one of the homes we have so we can then fund the whole rehab on a triplex. And then we use that triplex to pay off the debt on the single-family house and also cash flow both at the same time. So we can effectively turn one house into four doors. So kind of amazing. Um, just just leveling up, building the, building up everything we have going on. What about you, man? Man, just maintaining, trying to find some more uh, more sponsors and have partners. But, um, How has that been going? What have you been doing to reach out to people? Oh, they make DM and a couple of people did the Instagram post. Not too, uh, not too much promising stuff so far, but I'm going like to double, down, like double down on that. I like it, man. I think that that is where the value is. The value is in doing the work because what you're getting is skills. You're getting skills that can either help you in your, your own personal brand or can help you on the job. It's so funny. I tell people, well, I don't tell people, but there's this quote, and it says that people overlook opportunity because it looks like hard work and it comes dressed in overalls. And so if somebody's throwing some work at you, what they're really throwing at you is an opportunity. So it's like what you're doing right now is really just building a skill set because then you could take that and you could say, hey, I see you have a podcast, but you don't have sponsors. I have experience reaching out to sponsors. Let me bring you sponsors and I'll get a commission off of what I bring you. There's the the reason why we are losing in a lot of ways is because we just ain't working, man. So um, even with like what we're doing, like the barbershop people, they're throwing the work on me. They're like, ah, I don't have time to do it. I don't have time to do it. I was like, well, I guess I got to learn how to rehab a whole barbershop. So then as I walked through the city, I'm looking at new stuff. I'm like, hmm, I could do that. I could take a brand new uh, Sprinter van and turn that into a barbershop, but they can't because they're not actually putting in the work, they're putting in the money. So the, the money is only half of, of the picture. We put, we put money on a pedestal too much, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they, they can only do it if they come, if the band comes already kitted out and they have a step-by-step plan and everything, yeah. but you're doing it, you're doing, you're actually doing the work. So you're learning how to do it. Let's see what you're saying, man. So is it still Leo season, man? I don't know, man. <laughs> My birthday is the 20th, so it's definitely still Leo season. <laughs> happy, happy birthday, Nipsey Hustle, man. RIP Nip. It's crazy because I didn't know Nipsey Hussle was a Leo, but it doesn't surprise me that he is one because there's, there's just a certain fire that burns in a Leo spirit. Um, it's like ferocious like a lion. So I'm definitely proud to be a Leo. And I know that there's a strong reason why I am who I am and it's connected to the Leo in me. So, Well, Nip said all money in. What does that mean to you? You said that doesn't mean all money in 
and take out the profits. Or it doesn't mean all money in and take out the dividends. Yeah, it's it's man. I'm actually I'm really glad you asked me that question. I wrote a blog on that today, and all money in means all money. And I, I didn't really get a chance to expand on that even in the blog. <clears throat> what I'm talking about is all money. Your paycheck is all money. Your refund check is all money. The profit from your rental property is all money. The profit from your business is all money. Every single cent that you come in contact has to be put into what you're trying to build until you get to where you want to be. And so what I've been finding is like my goals are just different than most people. I was listening to the Earn Your Leisure podcast and there's a guy on there who he calls himself Teflon Don. He owns like 100 units in Philly. And he was like, I don't take vacations. He was like, I'm building right now. I'm hustling. And I was like, that's so crazy because he's not the only person that I've seen say that. And it's just amazing because they were talking about like the richest man in, in Africa. Like he doesn't, he didn't take vacations for like 20 years. Bill Gates. Richest, didn't black, man, richest black man in the world. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Didn't take a day off in, in, in like 20 years. Uh, Bill Gates didn't take a day off in his 20s. And I realized like there's something in us that leads us to the same path. So <clears throat> it's not that we enjoy not taking vacations. It's just what I want is so much bigger than what everybody else is enjoying right now that I'm willing to forego it because I want the big win. I want to actually own that boat that you're on. I want to actually own that jet that you're on. I want to actually own that hotel that you're staying on. And that's just really how I feel. I don't just say it because it sounds cool because you can get nice watches when you own that stuff. I say it because that's really how I feel. And so when I see somebody else renting somebody else's boat or taking a little paycheck to go out there and uh, look like they got some Yeezy money or whatever, I'm just like, uh, that doesn't look like success to me. That looks like, that looks like it might be a success to them. It's not success to me. <coughs> so what I mean by that is like, when you have a business or you have real estate, it's your responsibility to use all that money to literally build up that business and that rental property portfolio. So I saw a quote by, um, uh, one, one, oh man, I forget Juan his Pablo? name, Juan Pablo. And he was saying that all profits have to be reinvested into expanding your portfolio. And so we come into this issue a lot when we're doing real estate is people see money and they're like, Oh, I want a piece of it. And so they see, we get some rental property. Like, well, I want to, I want a piece of it. And I'm like, that's not all money in that's money out. So we got to be pouring not only the new cash and buying more deals, but we also got to be pouring the cash that we have into the deals. And so a part of my job as an investment club manager is to mold the minds of the members, not just to let them do what feels good, not just to let them do what they want to do sometimes, because a lot of them don't really know they're operating from emotion. And it just really resonated with me because I saw that like any money that you put into your business or your real estate isn't actually spent money. It money, the money's still there. I had an issue this week where we had some like permit problems to get open through, uh, through the inspection. And so they're like, oh, it's going to cost us this much money. I pulled it from my personal account, not from my Oakman account, not from a business account, not from any of that. So my personal account, I was like, here, here's a thousand dollars. Get that thing going because I know I'm going to get it back. I'm either going to get it back when we refinance it or I'm going to get it back when we cash flow it. I'm going to get the money back because investing in real estate and investing in a business isn't really spending money. So I just, I think that that's really the benefit is, it's like we only get one life, and if we're not using every cent we touch to to kind of build up that life, we might be leaving some some opportunities on the table. Mm. All money in. It's kind of funny because um, I went to the 
this uh, master class today thrown by uh, Alfred Edmund Jr. Uh, as senior vice president at Black Enterprise, and he was saying, uh, making a comparison between a poverty life creation, um, poverty creation lifestyle versus a wealth creation lifestyle, and he said, with wealth creation lifestyle, first priority is um, your needs first, sometimes second. And next priority is saving and investing sometimes first. And he talks about wealthy people sometimes put saving and investing before their needs at times. And he talks about how Kathy Hughes that owns Radio One, when she was building the business, she lost her house, her first house, and she slept on the floor of her of the radio station with her son for I forget how long it was. And she just slept on the floor floor and built up that business until she could build a big enough that she could buy a new house later on, but she was committed to building her business first and foremost. So, I mean, it's I think not I've something heard before. Yeah, Kathy Hughes. I like and it. I saw also a, a, a quote that supposedly uh, attributed to Nipsey Hussle, instead of trying to build a brick wall, lay a brick every day. Eventually, you'll look up and you'll have a brick wall. That's a pretty good one. Yep, the marathon continues, man. Let's take a quick break. So, he said, I always upgrade to the room with a view. And you also said, anyone else notice a push to succeed and work harder when you own that luxury item? So, you want to talk about that one? Um, I'll never forget when Grant Cardone said that he always, he wants a view. He wants a view because I feel like there's a certain psychological thing that triggers when you are positioned above people. Um, I know you've experienced it when maybe you're at a hotel and you were getting on the elevator and somebody else pushes the floor and you push the floor above them. I experience, I experience it all the time. I live on the top floor of the building that I stay in. Mm-hmm. I did that on purpose. Um, I don't see anybody as above me. And I feel like that translates into like everything that I do. It, it translates into the things that I tweet, the things that I post, the things that I say. And in actuality, a lot of people have a hard time dealing with me in person because I come across that way. Um, and I apologize for that, but I don't know. I just got these really, really big goals. So <clears throat> I always do that. Um, I mean, I don't just want to be in the hotel. I want to be at the top of the hotel and I want to view in the hotel. And if it costs me a few bucks extra to upgrade, it's worth that extra few bucks. We just booked a room to Cabo. Um, my wife's birthday, not mine. I don't believe in vacations, but I believe in treating your wife. Right. Um, and you can, you can get the deluxe room or you can get the deluxe ocean view room. <clears throat> Almost anytime I, I stay anywhere where there's an ocean nearby, I always make sure that I get the ocean view room. What I used to do though, is I would leave it up to chance. And so I would just kind of book the room and then get to the hotel and then ask for an upgrade and say, Hey, can you upgrade me to a better room? Sometimes it works, but I went to Detroit once and they wouldn't upgrade my room and they had me looking at a parking structure for the entire time. And I was like, I'll never experience that again. I'll never experience being in a room looking at a parking structure because the first time I went to Detroit, I had a room and it was overlooking the stadium. It was overlooking the city. 
and it's just it's a it's a better feeling there's so much in success that goes into psychology and i think that that's why people talk about like what's in your diet what are you eating what are you listening to what are you watching that becomes your diet <clears throat> and so that's that's kind of why i do that um I, i'm just kind of preparing myself for what i'm going to walk into the other thing that you said was what was the second thing what was the second tweet Oh, anyone else notice a push to succeed and work harder when you own that luxury item? Man, it's really crazy. I'll never forget, before I bought my car, um, there was this girl, and she owned uh, a nice BMW. And she made this comment to me. And she said that the people that you see staying late, working extra hours, are usually people that own the Beamers in the parking lot. And the people that you see leaving early are usually people that are driving the the Toyotas and the Hondas and that kind of stuff. And I didn't really believe her until I went out there and I got my own car and I got a Lexus. And I was like, it's, I don't know. I don't know why it happens, but it does happen. And there are people out there who will tell you that to become successful, go out there and accumulate everything you want, get the Rolls Royce, get the nice house. And then it'll be motivation for you to kind of push towards what you want to get. And it, it just locks something in. It's like, you already have what you want. So now it's like, there's nothing else to do but work. Sometimes we waste time looking at what we want. So if you go ahead and get what you want, then you won't have to worry about that. It's kind of like with, with marriage. You can spend a lot of time chasing women that you want, or you can just get one that you love, and you can focus on actually just being great at your craft, building up your craft, hustling at your craft. I'm not over here chasing women through the DMs because I already got one, and I'm very, very happy with the one that I have. So I, don't know, I just feel like it does provide that push, and a lot of people can't really relate until they actually go out there and get it. But you don't see a lot of lazy people who – live a good life that's an illusion people think that wealth just falls from the from the sky but a lot of it is your mentality your drive your grind your stamina hear that you also said don't get in life ahead in life avoiding work we kind of covered that already but yeah that we covered that but it's so funny because in our firm we have a lot of people who they kind of pick and choose which projects they want to work on. They pick and choose which cases they want to work on and they throw off the work to other people. Um, an example is today I was leaving. I wasn't leaving. I was in the office. Somebody gave me a task to do something. Um, I knocked out the task and then he comes to, and he comes, I knocked out the task, which allowed him to do his task. So I had to do, I had to finish up the discovery and he was supposed to write the motion to compel. He comes back to the office after going to a depot at like three o'clock. And he's like, okay, I got an hour to write this motion to compel. Um, after I'd already done the heavy lifting, I'd already kind of gotten the discovery out. What happens is he shows up in our, in our, in, in my office at like four o'clock. And he was like, Hey, somebody has to write this motion to compel. It's due. I have to go meet with the client. And so the motion to compel is due at five. You have to file it before five o'clock. Otherwise the court won't get it. And so everybody's in the office is like, oh, I don't want to do it. 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 I was like, well, first and foremost, the guy who was supposed to write it should have written it in the first place. It's very unprofessional for you to show up at four o'clock with a motion that has to be written in an hour that you knew had to be written, not just today, but yesterday. He knew it had to be written. It could have actually been written without the discovery even being completed. But you know what happened? I was like, I'll write the motion. And so I knocked it out. And I look like the hero because not only did I get the discovery done on a day's notice, I also got the motion written on a day's notice. But what I'm finding is every single thing that I do 
like that, I get ahead of everybody else that's around me. I throw myself at the work. I work 10 times harder than them. And I know that either it's going to pay off there financially or it's going to pay off in my own firm or it's going to pay off in the firm that I go to next. But people, if you want to win, you got to go all in and overcommit. You got to give 120 to everything that you do because the more stuff that you learn, writing emotion in an hour is a skill. Like that is a skill. I knew it. I know the issues that need to be addressed. And so by me running towards the work, I also get the success. It's like lifting weights. There are people who just want to look at the weights, people who want to like talk about how heavy the weights are. There are people out there that are lifting the weights. In life, the work is the weights of life. If you are not out there doing the work, you're not going to get strong in life. You're not going to get financially fit. I always talk about how there's these people who are financially fit and they're also financially successful. And that's actually the reason why is because your mental, the mindset is the mindset is the mindset. The mindset that it takes to push through a mental exercise is also the mindset that it takes to push through financially, professionally, academically. There's a correlation there because when you are exercising, you feel pain, you got to push forward anyway. A lot of people who are losing or who are poor are also overweight and out of shape because their mindset is weak. They don't have the strength to know that you're going to run against some opposition you got to push through anyway. So I say all that to say that we got to start approaching work as a reward. Just like in the book, um, Wealth Choice, he says, or yeah, no, it's Think, Think and Grow Rich, a black choice. He talks about the work is the savior, work is the reward. The reason why slaves left the plantation and could actually be sharecroppers is because they had the skill of knowing how to farm. And then, and then they then took that skill and they could do it in other things. We have to get the skills, man. It's more than just getting the money. And that's why I tell people, like, you have an opportunity at Tide Capital, but a lot of people are, sh- are, are they're like, no, I just want the ROI. I want the little 10, 20%. I'm like, bro, the, the skills will allow you to make an ROI without even putting your money up. And right. that's the true ROI. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, working at a startup. And you, when you're working at a startup, you're, you're building it from scratch and you're doing different jobs, wearing different hats and you get to participate in different things to learn new skills that you won't get out of established big corporation where you're going to stick you in one role. And you do that one thing all day long, every day, that one department. There's a reason why a lot of those guys go start their own firm or start their own company, start their own startups, because they know what it takes from the ground up. Not just, they, they don't know how to just hammer a, a peg into a hole. They've been exposed. They put in the work. Candace, they're all going to step in opportunities. Jamal's going to step in opportunities. He's already has stepped in opportunities. Anybody who comes with Tide Capital and puts in the work, Raphael included, they expand themselves. The work expands you, it grows you, it, it prepares you. Yeah, you put in the work. Like you said, you get rewarded just from the work itself. But, uh, all money in. So, let's take a quick break. This is Elwood of Mindset Matters Tees. We offer merchandise with quotes that help shape your mindset. You can find us at www.mindsetmatterstees.com.
what's been going on with the uh, HBCU Wall Street. So HBCU Wall Street, we are um, preparing to, to do something in Baltimore. Um, I think it's a huge opportunity. We're also looking to potentially be a private money lender on somebody else's deal. Um, and then also uh, looking at some opportunities in Jackson State. Um, we are in a place where a lot of people get where they do a lot of talking, a lot of looking, a lot of overcomplicating things. I was in a call today and somebody was like super overcomplicating the process um, to the point where they're kind of thinking their way out of an opportunity. And so I would just say right now, we need to aim for a base hit, get that base hit and then move on to the next goal. Um, and that base hit looks like buying something inexpensive in Baltimore, um, using some financing to get it developed and then renting it out room by room. That's the opportunity in Baltimore is to do the room by room rentals. You're going to get a lot of money that way. So we're kind of aiming to, especially by a college campus. Like, come on, man. So that's kind of where we are right now. We buy a house, three bedroom, four bedroom house. We can rent it out for like 600 bucks per person, as opposed to renting it out for 1200 bucks per unit. And that's where we are. So just trying to take some action, having conference calls weekly, which helps. We have a Slack, which helps. And just kind of narrowing it in. But what's going to distinguish us is when we become action takers. It's not just enough to have this cool logo and have conference calls. We got to actually become owners and doers so that then we can kind of have an influence in that community. And then we can talk about what we've done, not what we want to do. Mm. You said uh, before, isn't it funny that a business owner can require you to have a college degree to come work for him? But he doesn't need a college degree to be your boss, your mother effing boss. What's up, black people? That's how you win. Um, so I hear that statement, and I think it's great. It's it's funny. It's amusing. It's true. But one of the things that I will tell people is there's still value in education. It really is. There's value in committing to something and sticking with it to the end. Um. There's a certain stability and refinement that comes with getting an education. So I won't ever like kind of downplay that. But I mean, the quote is true and it's funny. But interestingly enough, a lot of people's bosses do have degrees. It's not a lot of undegree people running around here running businesses. People always talk about the Steve Jobs and the Bill Gates of this world, but they are the exception. They are the outsider. They are the anomaly. Right. Um, I think if you look at the, the stats, you look at the facts, like most millionaires have college degrees. Um, almost all billionaires have college degrees. So, yeah. It's a cool quote. I, I liked it more, more so for the boss that that's how you win, because it is. But what's really crazy is there are people who are doing this black business stuff way better than I thought I could. Like, I knew that it was the way, but I've seen some Instagram pages like Start a Black Business or The Black Startup or like all these different things. And they are educating people, creating great graphics putting some great information out there. Black Wealth Renaissance is doing some really cool stuff. And it's like, man, like I knew it was the way, but there are people who are like masters of this stuff, but it's definitely setting us apart. We're seeing a true Renaissance in its form. So many of us are doing great things, starting great businesses, buying properties, starting like all these amazing things that I knew were gonna happen under a Trump presidency. People can hate or they can love, but they cannot deny the facts and the results. America, Black America is really winning right now. We're only going to win more if we focus on doing the right stuff, which is starting businesses, buying property, and not sitting around protesting, asking people to give us stuff for free. 
You don't get anything. Nothing that they give you is going to be of substance. It's only going to be the crumbs. It's only going to be the leftovers. It's only going to be the stuff that they don't want. You got to be out there creating and building and doing for yourself. Yeah, I see uh show Kazaya with that was that black upstart. She's doing some amazing stuff on Instagram. For sure. She's cool, yeah. but I cannot listen to her videos, man. Man, stop. Stop. I just the way she like she be yelling at you. I know, I know, I know. Stop. I have to turn stop. it on mute. It, she reminds me of uh <laughs> she reminds me of B Simone. She's like the business B Simone. She's intense. She is. I'll say that she's intense. It's not like, surprised that she's a Delta. It makes it's like sense. I gotta like brace myself before I hit the unmute. But she's cool though. She's she's doing good stuff. Right, right. Doing good stuff. It's funny because the uh, they about to bring a land, about to uh, launch a land bank here in New Jersey, which I think will be very interesting. Looking forward to that. Yeah, I would say with the land bank, you got to make sure that you do everything they tell you to do and don't try to skip any any steps because I tried to skip some steps and they came back and they're like, hey, you skipped some steps and now I got to spend money. <laughs> All right. Duly noted. Duly noted. Yeah, but shout out to I see more and more every day. I'm, I'm meeting people in person who are just doing big things. I mean, I met a guy today. He was he was talking like he really didn't have his stuff together. You know, he was talking about he's he's working multiple jobs and he just wants to get to a point where he doesn't have to work multiple jobs. And then he kind of drops in the conversation that he's also a landlord. He didn't say many properties he has, but he said he's he's a landlord. And then he was talking later about how he had like cash in the bank. I don't want to say how much he had, but I'm like, you know, I'm pretty good. Maybe you don't. You might not realize it, but you're doing pretty good, man. You got a career. You got a second job. You got property. You got cash in the bank. You're not doing as bad as you think, man. Yeah. I feel like sometimes it can feel like you're doing that as good as you are because you're always focused on that next goal. But one thing that I thought was really cool is I was I interviewed Ashley Hamilton, and she was talking about how she owns all this property, but she still works a part-time job to stay busy. And she still is a, a, a real estate agent and a property wow. manager. And I found like, just cause you have it going for yourself doesn't mean you got to stop and chill. And so a lot of people are like, I can't wait to get passive income so I can do nothing. And it's like, bro, you're 25, go to work, you bum. <laughs> I mean, if not, if not go to work, work for yourself. But it's just interesting. I mean, as the, as the wealth is being accumulated, um, that a lot of people who are successful kind of still think along those lines. A lot of people will see me on weekends and like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, I can't stop. I got to keep going. Like I, if I stop moving, I start spending and I don't, I, I, and I don't like what my finances look like when I spend more than I earn. So I keep earning. Um, I keep myself occupied so I can't spend that money. Right. Cause when you're not working, you got, you got some time on your hands. I see so many people on the internet. I'm like, Y'all, I, I calculated how much you spent this weekend. You went here, you went there, you went to brunch, you went to this party, you got these clothes, you went to this city. I'm like, y'all broke, man. It looks good, but y'all broke. <laughs> but it looks good for the gram. Well, you know, 
Looks good for the Grizzly. Man, so everybody listening, check out uh, capitaltodd.com slash blog. Well, capitaltodd.com, period. Yeah. Uh, check out the blog posts all money in. Definitely check that out. Uh, HBCU Wall Street on Instagram, HBCU Capital on Instagram, Todd Millionaire on Instagram, Todd Investments on Instagram, That's a Black Man on Instagram, Mm -hmm. Black Wealth Tweet Talk on Instagram, Mm -hmm. Work Money Life on Twitter, Todd Millionaire on Twitter. Got a lot going on, man. Staying busy out here on these internet streets. Oh, you know what's crazy? If somebody was like, man, how do you how do you do all this stuff? How do you uh, run so many Instagram pages? How do you do that? Like, that must be tiring. And I was like, it doesn't feel like work. I do it because I love it. Like, I wrote two blog posts on the train this morning. I'm up talking to Raphael, like, even though I was sick. Like, it's not work to me. It's not like I'm having to, like, sacrifice my leisure because my leisure is this. And I think that's it's so important because I think somebody said this and they were talking about how if you're doing something that you don't love, then it's going to feel like work and you're going to be competing against somebody who loves it, who they're putting in the extra time and the hours and to them, it doesn't feel like work. And that's why it's like, I know there's people out there who they can't compete with me because I really do this. I live this stuff. I turn down opportunities. I get a deal in my inbox every single day, uh, multiple times per day. People, lenders are calling me now. Um, And so it's like, I think that's a very important takeaway is I've started businesses in the past that were just to make money. Now I don't do that. I started a business to solve a problem, but also is in, in line with my core beliefs. So it doesn't feel like work, man. It just feels like my, my calling, my purpose. Hey, good for you, man. Um, let's see, did I leave anything else? So, episode 11 in the book's tweet I'm going to sleep. I'm so sick. Be good, man. Have a good night, man. Yeah, check out gumroad.com backslash Todd Capital and all that other good stuff. Check the show notes. Yep. Peace.